Good morning. So glad that you're here today. And uh, some of you, this is your first time with us. And uh, we are so glad you came to worship here at Lake Point Church. And uh, if this is your first time in the program that you came in, there should be a connection card. We have to take a minute, throw that card out. And at the end of the service, there will be an offering time. Drop that card in the offering basket as it passed by. And uh, we are wrapping up our method theory called The Edge of Tomorrow. The Edge of Tomorrow. And the title of the message today is called Greater Things Are Yet to Come. I want to look at our key verse for the series, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. It said, for no matter how many promises, we know about 3,500 to 5,000 plus promises in the Bible, but it doesn't matter. It can be 10,000. It can be 100,000. It can be a million promises. No matter how many promises God has made, he comes through for every one of them. They are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And we've been looking at these two words, yes and amen, just like we sang a few minutes ago. Yes in Christ. All his promises have been made has been yes. And we've been looking at it as so far so God. Everything he's done, he's come through. He's never failed. He's never dropped the ball. Everything to his glory. And the amen in Christ, the let it be so, means the best is yet to come. He's still not finished. He's still at working us. And he won't quit working until the day of Jesus Christ. I want to pause for a few minutes and talk about so far so God. We've talked about all the blessings of God. We've talked about the humble beginning. Ten years ago, we started our very first service Actually, in October, we had a preview service, October of 2009. And we didn't know who was going to show up. We just put it out there. We didn't have an advertising budget. We just word of mouth. And we just invited people to come. And uh, we set up shop for the very first time in a school just a couple miles from here at Iroquois Middle School. And, uh, of course, we were there for about nine months until we move over here. But um, we were digging up our, um, uh, some archive, video archive, and we actually found a video that we sent to all of our prayer supporters at that time. It was a video of our very first portable service. And it's not fancy, it's not pretty, but it captures the moment of our very first portable church service number one. Guys, show that video. Good morning. I'm Scott. I'm the pastor of Lake Point Church. And this morning we have a first service here at Iroquois Middle School. And it's a cool Sunday morning. It's about 32 degrees, but God is in the house. And we're excited about to see what he's going to do. We're expecting a large group of people to be here for our first service. And I want to specifically thank all of those that have been praying for us and been financially supporting us. It's because of you that we're able to do what we're doing today. So thank you, and I can't wait to get back inside and see what's going to happen. God bless you.
I'll tell you, you know, I get emotional just watching that. You know, 10 years later, after 520 portable services, setting up and tearing down 520 for 10 years. And uh, God is good. He's been good. Um, if you've been a part of a setup and tear down team, you're retired. <laughs> your retirement days here. If you're part of that team, I want to recognize you. Can you stand? All those, I know there's some in the sound booth, but will you stand up? Because we want to honor what you've done. And uh, I know you're here. Stand up. Don't be shy. Guys in the back. Kevin. We've been blessed to be here at Lutheran High North for out of that 520 services of portable service, uh, about 470 of those services have been here. And uh, this has been our home for the better part of the last 10 years. And when we first came here and uh, heard that this was available, we, and uh, my associate at the time, Mark Nipper, he, uh, you know, many of you, or some of you know who he is. Uh, we were part of our team that came up here. He, he and his wife came up here from Florida to help us start the church. And uh, we called the principal here, John Rinky. And we called him up and said we'd love to see what it would take to have a church service here. And uh, so we set up a meeting with him, and after a couple minutes of conversation, we had a new home, and shortly after that conversation, we made a move here to Lutheran High North, and we have been blessed with uh, John Rinky this whole past 10 years. Um, not just a landlord, he's my friend, and uh, his wife is also with him as well. Can you both come up here, please? And let's give him a late point of <laughs> welcome. We have something we want to give to you guys. I uh, got a couple of things I want to give to John. And John, uh, he's been on staff here for, uh, a principal here for over 10 years. 12 years, okay. So he's been here 12 years. And, and Karen, his wife, is also on staff at Emmanuel Lutheran Church. And uh, she's a family, uh, family director, family leader, and she's doing a fantastic job there at Emmanuel. And our kids get to go to school there, and uh, we get to see you all the time. And so, but John, we want to present it to you. This is a, a world globe right here. And it says here, Lutheran North, in gratitude for partnering with Lake Point Church to tell the world about Jesus. And we want to thank you for partnering with us and helping us get the gospel out to the four corners of the world. And so, John, we'll give it to you. And we're not done yet. Now, John, uh, he's basically on call almost every Sunday morning. I hate to bother him. You know, he's involved at his church, but he's always been available, been over backwards. And, of course, when we, get, we pay the rent, none of it goes to him. It goes to uh, the, the school, and, and, uh, and we want to honor him today. He, he has helped us in so many different ways, and, um, and so I have it. I have a check here for you, John, and this is for you, not for the school. This is to make up for 10 years of, of us bothering you on a Sunday morning and taking care of us and blessing us, and we want to thank you for all you've done for us. So there you go. And so God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I keep reminded of our beginning in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. The Bible said, don't despise these small beginnings, 
for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And uh, God loved it when we first started. And God loved it that we're about to go into a new space, into a new beginning. And we're just getting started. And you know, God is celebrating with us. He rejoices with us. And we're moving forward. We're not just staying with the status quo. God has given us an opportunity to move forward. And, uh, and so we're looking forward to the, the amen, the let it be so. The best is yet to come. And we start a new chapter next week. We're literally right now standing on the edge of tomorrow, and next week we step into it, the edge of tomorrow. Two years ago, we did a campaign called Towards Tomorrow. We didn't know what that looked like. We didn't know what the building, if we were going to buy property, if it was something that was already existing. We didn't know. But two years ago, our church came together, and we, we cast vision towards tomorrow. We prayed. And so many of you prayed for two years. We raised finances for two years. We seek God to look for him, to see what he wants for us. There were doors that were open, and they closed. Other doors that were open, and they were closed up. And then finally, after two years, finally we get to move into a new building. We made it. But there's no doubt in my mind that it's going to be a new but awesome adventure ahead of us. And so this morning, I want to look at a passage of Scripture. I want to look at a group of people that stood at their edge of tomorrow. I want to look at this story. It's in the Old Testament book of Joshua. We discover a group of people who have been, who have been wandering the wilderness for 40 years. And now they're at the, the edge of their tomorrow. They're about to cross over the Jordan and to go into the promised land. This was their moment. And so Joshua gave a final charge to the people of, of Israel, gave them a last word before they were to cross the river and to take their new home. And I want to read this passage of Scripture in Joshua chapter 1, and verse 1 to 9, the Bible says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. And verse 4 talks about the, the land. It talks about the boundaries. Verse number 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I will give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them. Don't compromise. He said, don't turn either to the right or to the left. Then you will, do, then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction. In other translations, it's the book of the law. It was the laws that he was talking about. He said, study the book of the law continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to learn three lessons from this story, three lessons for us here that we can learn from this group of people. And the first lesson I want to talk about is avoid the fatal mistakes. Avoid fatal mistakes. Now, to put this story in context, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but let me just remind you the context of the story. This was 40 years, after 40 years of wandering, the children of the first, the second generation 
get to walk into the promised land. The first generation blew it 40 years ago. Remember that story? This was the story where they finally, after they got out of Egypt, they'd seen the power of God. They'd seen God lead them through the wilderness by cloud by day, fire by night, divide the Red Sea, food from heaven. He'd take care of them all the way through. They get to the Jordan River, the first generation, 40 years ago, and they get really excited about crossing into the new land. The people are all behind them. And then they decided, listen, we're going to send some spies. We're going to check out the land. And so there were 12 men that crossed over to scout the land that God had given them. And they came back, those 12 men, and 10 of those men, the man is beautiful, it's awesome, it's great, it's fantastic, it's a beautiful land. However, if you look at Numbers chapter 13, verse number 33, you see on the screen, we saw giants there. The descendants of Anak, next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought, too. And so these 12 men, 10 of these 12 men came back. They said, beautiful, however, but it's impossible. Instead of looking at the opportunity, they saw the opposition. Instead of saying, man, look how big our God is, they cried, Look how big these giants are. And instead of looking at the opportunity, they saw the opposition. They were suffering from a grasshopper complex. They weren't grasshoppers, by the way, in the eyes of their enemy. They were grasshoppers in their own eyes. And when a church gets a grasshopper complex, the, the members in the church, they look at the opportunity, they ignore it, and they start seeing the opposition. And oftentimes, they hop off in the opposite direction, they get scared, and guess what? We're going to face plenty of opposition in the coming months and years. It's not going to all be perfect. There's going to be some challenges. It's going to be, it's going to be some issues. I promise you that. You know, I'm talking about, you know, trying to you know, figure out new space. And, and, and looking forward to the next vision that God has for us. And you go back to the story, you see these 10 men, these 10 spies. They got negative. They spread their negativity. Before you know it, the entire camp, the entire camp that traveled with Moses, that saw the power of God, revolted against Moses. And because of that, God said, that's it. You don't, because of your lack of faith, because you allow fear to be greater than your faith, and you have a lot of negativity, you don't get to go in. You totally lost your opportunity. And I say here at the church, if we're not careful, we can allow three fatal mistakes that can cause us to miss out on God's blessing. If you want to take note. Number one, negativity, fear, and number three, unbelief. Those three things. Those three mistakes caused the first generation of the Israelites to miss out on their edge of tomorrow. Negativity, fear, and unbelief. And I have a question for us, lay point. Are we going to be a church of courage, or are we going to be spiritual cowards? Are we going to say, man, I can't wait to see what God has next? There's some unknown, but that's okay, because we serve a God who is bigger than any opposition we face. In fact, God told in Deuteronomy, he told the people of Israel, he told Moses, he told Joshua, Deuteronomy chapter 1, the Lord your God is going ahead of you. He will fight for you just as you saw him do in Egypt. God, he will be with us. He will be with us. Here's the second lesson that we can learn from this passage. It don't lose sight of the mission. Don't lose sight of the mission. God has a mission for us. Our mission statement here at Lake Point 
is helping people take their next step with God. That's our mission. It's the same mission that God had for the Old Testament. It's the same mission that he had in the New Testament, part of the Great Commission and helping people know who God is. For some people, the next step with God is a relationship with God. And then, after a relationship with God, there's spiritual growth called discipleship as part of the Great Commission. And our goal, our mission, is helping people take their next step with God. And we must understand this, that we are called to obey and share God's word. We're called to share and to obey his word. God's formula for success has not changed in 3,500 years. God says in Joshua chapter 1, verse number 8, it's to study the book of law, the instruction, continually, all the time. It's just meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. So how do you define success? God's definition of success is knowing and doing God's word. Knowing and doing God's word. Our strategy for helping people take their next step with God is the proclamation of his word. It's the proclamation of his word. We need, we must, it must be in our mouth. It must be proclaimed. God's word must be spoken. We must share the word of God. We must share the power of God. We must share salvation in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It said we must meditate on it. So not only does it, is it on our mouth, but it's in our mind. We're meditating, focusing on the word of God. And then it must be obeyed. That means in our heart. The word of God in our heart must be obeyed. God has blessed us through the years. These past 10 years because we have been a church built on the word of God. We believe that God's word from cover to cover is the inspired word of God. All of it. We don't believe that part of it contains the word of God. No, we believe that from Genesis to Revelation, God's word is the truth, and it's inspired, and it's important for us. And so we don't, we don't have any creeds or codes or confessions. We have the final word and the authority of God's word. Methods might change, but the message always stays the same. In fact, I love what we're doing here this week. Starting tomorrow to Friday, it's reading God's word out loud in our new auditorium. We have so many of you signed up for a 30-minute slot, and with that 30-minute slot, it's a, about nine to ten chapters for you to read for that time period. And uh, whatever, whatever slot works, and, and if you pick it, you've got to read whatever that is. I love for our church collectively, from 9 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night, reading the Word of God. Before our very first worship service, before our first worship note, first sermon, we recognize that we're a church built on the foundation of the Word of God. And so we, we still have slots that need to be filled. And so after the service, right by the, the bathroom, on your way out, look on the wall, and you'll see it. And, uh, and, and sign up. Some of you sign up a couple of times. That's great. You know, we, we brought up, we're bringing our kids. And we're going to take time to read in one of those slots. Our kids get to be a part of this. And then after that, we're going to encourage you to write a person's name on a card. Someone that you're praying for. Maybe the family. Maybe you've got a couple people you were praying for. And we'll have our cross right there. And we want you to write that name down. And we want you to put that name on that cross. And all week, we want to pray for the people that's on that cross. People that can come and know Jesus. Some that need to get back to Jesus. Whoever that is. And we're going to encourage you to read and then pray and ask God 
ask God to be with us and to bless our church and to see people's lives being changed. And the reason we're doing this is we want to be a church built on the Word of God. We desire to be a group of people whose lives are built on God's Word. And so we got to avoid the fatal mistakes. And we got to keep our eyes on the mission. The mission. Let's not get settled in the building. Let's not say we have arrived. Well, let's get comfortable. No, no, no. We've got more to do to share God's Word and to preach God's Word so more lives can be changed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But here's the third lesson here that we can learn from this group is that we should learn to anticipate the miracles. I pray next week that there is a holy anticipation to see the power of God show up in ways that we can't manufacture on our own. That it's all God and all credit goes to him. That's what chapter 3, verse number 5 Let's go on your edge of tomorrow. Joshua tells the people, purify yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do great wonders among you. Purify yourself. That means get your heart right with God. What is it in your heart that needs to be cleansed? What is it in your heart that you need to give to God and say, God, I'm messed up? What, what situation or circumstances that's going on right here in our church body. Maybe there's some resolution that needs to happen between two or three people. Maybe there needs to be forgiveness. Maybe there needs to be repentance in some things. What is it that we need to change and clean and ask God to, to, to help us clean from the inside out? Because tomorrow, the Lord will do great wonders among you. So there's something for us to do in this verse, and then there's something for God to do. God will do. But we got to do the first part. I pray that going into the new building, we get our heart right with God, because God will show up when a church is humbled before God. It's humbled. It's not coming in and saying, look what we did. It's looking at the church building and saying, look what God did. Look what he did. And when we have a heart of humility and repentance, God, there's no limit to what God will do. God will do something great. He will do something great. And here's some of the miracles I believe that we can anticipate. Number one, if you're taking notes, we're, I'm anticipating God's powerful presence. I'm anticipating God's powerful presence. Joshua chapter 1, verse number 5. He said, No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you, or I will abandon you. And throughout that whole passage of Scripture, God kept telling Joshua, I am with you. I am with you. I will be with you. God's powerful presence. And I believe we are going to sense the awesome presence of the Lord in a more powerful way than we have ever experienced. And more than anything I want, I want to experience God's presence. I want more of him in my life. I want more of him in your life. I don't... I'd rather have the presence of God than your presence, and you should rather have the presence of God than my presence. He's the only one that matters. And we want to make his great name known, and I believe that we will experience the powerful presence of God, and I'm anticipating when we walk in to sense the presence of God in this place. The second miracle I want to look at is God's financial provision. I believe that God will provide. He will provide. In fact, we've seen several financial miracles over the past two years. The past two years, God has been good. And I believe that the new building, is, that God will take care of us 
financially, that he will provide what we need. He will provide everything that we're praying for. The vision is fully funded by God. Because our God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He out, he out blows me away. He out blows all of us together. And God will take care of us. I want to celebrate a couple things because so many of you had given faithfully. You know, we had, first of all, our Toys Tomorrow offering two years ago. We prayed for $300,000 offering, and you guys gave $400,000. That was two years ago. That was amazing. That was incredible. And then in the past three months, we've been praying for $100,000 called the Edge of Tomorrow offering. And the Edge of Tomorrow offering after three months, well, by the way, we did no campaign push, there was no campaign letter, there was no campaign video, no balloons this time. Last time we had balloons. If you were here, remember, we had balloons coming down. You know, we had a banquet. We had a, all of this. We did none of this this time. We just said, hey, guys, here it is. We prayed for $100,000, and you guys, and I know it's still coming in. It's still coming in. But as of last night, we have a total of $127,000 in our gift. Uh, let me tell you what we've done with that. We have remodeled all the bathrooms. We have new furnace, new air conditioning happening this week, rooftop unit being pla in place this week, but the furnace is already done. That was a big job. We've repaired on the roof. Almost every wall has been painted in that new space. New landscaping, if you were there three months ago, it looked like a jungle. <laughs> it looked beautiful outside. Landscaping, we remodeled the kitchen, painted it. We've got a new sound system, screen, projector, light. That's all being installed this week. Hey, we're coming down to the wire on some of these things. We're going to get done by October 6th. I know, I've been, I've been insured, both Tom and I, we've been assured that this is going to happen, and we will. If we don't, we've got a megaphone. It'll work. Uh, we got a new road sign, a beautiful road sign. That will be in place in mid-November, and uh, that's going to happen. Um, in the main hallway, we have uh, eventually, not yet, but eventually we're going to have a mission statement, beautiful mission statement, reminding us every time you come to church that we're about helping people take their next step with God. And so we're going to have our core values on that wall. Uh, I also want to say this. Out of $127,000, we pulled $50,000 out of it that would go toward a new parking lot. And the new parking lot we're praying for next year, we'll get, we're working through all the steps, and uh, we'll get the green light, hopefully, by the city by February, and then we'll put a new parking lot, an additional 102 parking space, which will give us plenty of parking and, uh, for, the, for the new building. And uh, so a lot's happening with that. And because of your giving, we're making a, a present known for new people that when they come in, they're not coming into a jungle. They're not coming into walls that are, you know, that need to be that unpainted, bathrooms that were in disarray. When they come, you know, all those failures will be removed so that they can be in, a pl in place in position to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we do it. That's why it matters. That's why it matters. And not only that, we've asked for people to pray about a monthly commitment to the building fund above and beyond the regular giving. And I know there's more coming in because, again, we only put this out last Sunday. And some of you say, hey, I'm praying about it. Some of you, you know, you had, had a chance, maybe you missed it last Sunday. You said you want to do it, you know, do want to be a part of it. But uh, we have a monthly commitment for the next, at least 12 months, $4,600 in monthly commitment from you guys. And that is awesome. That's awesome. And by the way, if you're like, I still want to give to the Edge of Tomorrow offering. You know, you can give online, you can give today, you can write a check, and you can give however you want to give, however God asks you to give, you can give to that. And if you're like, God, I'd like to pray about giving above and beyond, on your connection card on the back, there's a place 
where for the next 12 months, we're going to lead with generosity at Mount of Dallas. Some of you, hey, it's $5 a month. Hey, I applaud you for that. If that's all you can do, but I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of what God is doing. And God, that's all I can do, $5. Some can do more. You can do more. But you do what God has called you to do. Pray about that. Build that out on your connection card and drop it in the offering basket and let us know. Because after today, I'm done talking about it. We're stepping into tomorrow, new day, new vision. We're moving forward. So today, this is it. We're not going to push this anymore after today. But here's the third miracle. I anticipate the presence of God. I'm anticipating that God will provide. And the third miracle, I'm anticipating change lives. I'm anticipating life change. So many people are going to come walking through our doors. And so many people are going to come out of curiosity. And they're all looking for something now. They're looking for forgiveness. They're looking for hope. They're looking for a second chance in life. And I pray that we will be a church that welcomes them, that we will share the, the gospel, share the word with them. I mean, this is so important. Every ounce of me believes that our church exists not for those who are already saved, but our church exists for those who have not entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus came not to call the righteous, but he came to call the sinners to repentance. Our church should never be a showcase for the saints. It should be a hospital for broken people who's in need of Jesus. That's who we are. And I pray that we will have this mindset that we will reach people, that we will care for people, that we will love people. People ask me all the time, are you excited about this new building? And my answer has been this. My honest answer is, I'm not excited about the building itself. I am excited about the hundreds of people who are going to encounter Jesus in our new building. That's what gets me excited. Not the new building. The building is just a, it's a material thing. I'm excited about using it for the glory of God. We found this video of a testimony video of the couple who, who uh, had a tragedy in their lives. And we'll hear it in just a minute. Not in our church, not in our state, to be honest, but just in another you know, somewhere else. But uh, there was a new church that popped up, and I want you to hear how that new church popped up affected your lives. Show this video. We're the Constantines. Uh, we've been members of Faith since April of 2018. Uh, the story that brought us to Faith and ultimately the Ridgeville campus is a roller coaster of a story. Um, January of last year, of 2018, we learned that Tammy was pregnant. We were super excited, super happy. Um, we were having a baby boy, uh, Lake and Knox. We have four daughters, so to hear you got a son coming is definitely a blessing. In February of last year, uh, after some genetic testing, uh, it revealed that uh, the baby had uh, markers of Down syndrome. Again, God gave us this child. What the reason is, we don't know. Um, maybe the reason was uh, he sent him to us because he knew we would love, love him and, and care for him. And uh, we were just over the moon excited and, and, and ready to have his baby. What a blessing from God. On our 20 week, um, just a normal routine um, exam, we went in and um, they couldn't find his heart rate. And we were told that day that Lakin had passed away. And the next day, um, we went in to be induced, um, brought our daughters and my mom, and we gave birth to a little eight ounce baby boy that was born sleeping. And um, 
I thought that day was going to be the hardest day, but it was the next day um, when we actually had to leave the hospital, just driving away empty-handed with a bear that the hospital gave us. It's devastating. I really didn't know how to move on. Um, I remember us standing at the van and it was crazy because both of us looked at each other and said, God's trying to tell us that we need to get back into church. And we had some friends of ours, um, Onda and Corey, who came and prayed for us when we lost Lakin. They had asked us to come to Faith, Somerville, and we did, and we loved it. Didn't think we would go anywhere else. And one day they announced that the Ridgeville campus was coming and something told both of us that's where we're supposed to go and Ridgeville is definitely become home to us I don't think I've ever met a group of people that are so welcoming and so like family God definitely uh, knew what we needed and when we needed it from day one when the campus opened yes of course we we're, we're in an elementary school, but I'm telling you now, when you go there, you don't you don't realize it. The team, uh, from the greeters to the kids' ministry, everybody's so warm and welcoming. Um, and just to see that kind of good happening in your town, in your community, uh, you're you're automatically drawn to want to be part of something great like that. So fast forward, you know, a little bit, and here we are at the Ridgeville campus, serving as a team member. We're greeters and ushers. Um, our daughters absolutely love it. They, they love the kids' ministry. Like Tammy said, the faith in the Ridgeville campus came to us when we needed it most. It has helped us through this hard time. You know, uh, we lost Lakin, but because of faith and the Ridgeville campus, all the people there, you know, Pastor Brian, his wife Angel, all the team members, the worship team, we get to see Lakin again through all of that. You know? And I never understood why we would get pregnant with Lakin to turn around and lose him. But now I know that he did have a true purpose. He got us back to church and got our lives back to God. So ironically, we thought that Lakin was sent here for us to help him, but in the end, he's the one who helped us. He brought us to faith. We're home. There will be families that we don't even know yet that are going to embrace the doors, they're going to walk through the doors of our church. Families like this that are broken, that just went through a storm. I would pray that our church be a lighthouse. I pray that our church will be a place where we embrace people that we don't know yet. In the next few months, they're coming in. And I pray that we would have the attitude. Like Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he said, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save them. I pray that we have a whatever-it-takes mindset. I pray that we have an idea that, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to reach people. I pray we have the right attitude. Here's a couple quick things, and we're done. If you're taking notes, be flexible next week, next month. Be flexible. Let us know if there's things we need to get fit, but be flexible with a smile. You know, it might be tight in the parking lot, but be flexible. Be joyful. Number two, be joyful. Don't be negative. Leave that behind. Be joyful. Number three, be outward-minded. By the way, invite people. We got invite cards. Grab some on your way out. Invite people. Do everything next Sunday, next month, and every Sunday from here on forth with the guests in mind. Focus on connecting with new people. If you're a regular attender, and we're starting to pack out. Do the right thing. Step up. Give up your seat if you can. 
you need that seat, you got to sit it. And I, but if you can, if you're able to, say, you know what, I can give up a seat. And that Sunday might be a give up your seat kind of a Sunday, maybe. Who knows? But man, be, have, a, have an outward mindset. Parking. Now do the best you can to park. We've got other businesses across the street. We're going to encourage those that are in both services. If you're able to, to park across the street, the 40, 50 parking spots, drop off your families, and then drive across the street. If you're in both services, free up a spot. That's why we need a new parking lot. We'll get that next year. But be outward-minded. Look around and see people you don't know. Introduce yourself. I'm not asking you to be best friends with them next Sunday. But say hi with a smile. Shake hands. If you see someone and you're not sure if you're new or not, say, have you been at late point before? You know, don't say, are you new? That kind of sounds a little, you know, rough. But say, hey, have you been to late point before? And say, no, this is our second time. Oh, this, you know, this, we've been here for a couple of years. So it's kind of embarrassing if you say, are you new? You're going to say, oh, man, you haven't noticed? I've been, I sit behind you every Sunday. <laughs> be outward-minded. Number four, be spirit-filled. Be spirit-filled. I want you to pray this week. Pray for our staff. Pray for our leadership team. Pray for me, our family. Pray for our church family. Pray for guests that we don't even know yet, families that we just watch, who will attend for the very first time. Pray for God to move in powerful ways. Don't allow fatal mistakes to destroy the unity. Keep sight of the mission. Anticipate great things. Anticipate miracles. This is our edge of tomorrow. Let's step into what God has for us. Trust in him to take care of us every step of the way. And when it's all said and done, I don't want people to say, oh, man, look at what those people at Lake Point did. That's not what I want. What I want is people to stand in awe and say, man, look what God did. And look what he's still doing at Lake Point Church. Greater things are yet to come. Greater things are yet to come. In March, on March 6, 1836, in San Antonio, Texas, there was a little outpost that a group of soldiers defended called the Alamo. 180 men inside those walls. Outside the walls was 1,800 Mexican soldiers attacking 24 hours a day. On that March 6th, the, the leading officer, Colonel Travis, stood in, the, in front of his men. The story is told that he pulled out his saber and drew a line in the sand all the way across. And then with that, you know, 180 men, he said, who's with me? And what he was really asking for those 180 men was to lay down their life for the cause of freedom. And 179 out of 180 men crossed that line. That was their edge of tomorrow. And they were willing to take sacrifice for something that was greater than them. This morning, I draw a line in the sand. I said, will you join us? Moving forward, our best days are still ahead of us. We can't wait to see what God is going to do. So far, so God, the best is yet to come. In a minute, we're going to sing our favorite, one of our favorite songs that we've been singing for towards tomorrow. It's Do It Again. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do during that song. While they're singing, imagine there's a lion. 
symbolically, I'm going to ask you to say, I'm forward. I'm going forward. I'm going to pray. And if you're like, hey, I'm not, I'm not able to, that's fine. That doesn't mean that you're not with me if you stay back. But I'm going to, man, I'd love for you, many people to come forward. As we close out this place, our service here at Lutheran High North, thank God for what she's done. But we can't wait to see what's next. To step into the edge of tomorrow. I pray that you do that here. After I pray, we're going to stand and I'm going to invite you to come forward and to pray with us. Pray for God to do great things among us. Now, Father God, we love you. We thank you for this moment. We thank you that you have great things ahead of us. We thank you for what you have done. Can't wait to see what you're going to do next. I know it's not going to be perfect because we're imperfect people. We're an imperfect church with an imperfect pastor. But we're keeping our eyes on you because you are perfect and great. And you can do all things through us. And so, God, I pray that when we cross the line, however we cross the line today, that we will leave behind the negativity and the disunity, the fear, the unbelief, and just say, okay, God, I see you bigger than the grasshopper that I see in me. And God, I want to keep my eyes on the mission because we're called to help people see the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God, we can't wait to see what you're going to do. Great wonders in our church and in our community and throughout the world. God, I pray that we will step forward and step into our edge of tomorrow. In your name I pray. Amen. Let's all stand. I invite you to come and pray with us this morning.
Jesus, we now pray as a church, and we say take these hands, take these people, and fill them with opportunity to tell more about your pierced hands, your pierced feet, but most of all, your resurrected son, God. Jesus, move in us powerfully. Unite us as a church, and may we protect not our past, but God, may we fight for your future in Shelby Township and wherever else you may send us. We trust you, and it's in your name we pray together. People said, amen.